Hey guys, <laughs> what's up? This is Restless, and our topic today is social awkwardness and shyness. And I'm not shy, but I'm Father Joseph, and I'm here with Diane, Lauren, and Joe as together we young adults try to seek after the face of Christ in the midst of a crazy mixed up world. And uh, a lot of young adults do struggle with social awkwardness and or shyness. And I think the two are different. And I think they're also different from just being an introvert because there's some introverts who are totally normal. In fact, I think most introverts are totally normal people. But there's some that are really kind of very shy and very awkward. So do you consider yourself shy now or in the past or in the future? But I'm sure you don't know what you're going to be in the future. I was super shy when I was little. Like my parents, I would cry if I was away from them. I would hide behind my mom's legs. Um, I would not speak in public, in classrooms. Uh, I was like really shy. Really? Yeah. Um, but I think gradually over the years, I just, you know, realized that you kind of have to talk. And especially with public accounting. Oh, man, if you don't, it's all about relationships with clients and people. And so that got me. I remember my first client, my senior was like, you need to get on the phone with the CFO. And I was like, CFO. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's trembling. And the more that I did it, the more I just became, you know, like, this is not this is not that hard. And that's so so funny because people often have the view of accountants as just being numbers people, not people. Yeah. Persons. Public accounting. I mean, we don't do accounting. We basically test other people's accounting. And so uh, it's all about interacting with people, trying to get, it's like an investigation basically. So you're constantly inquiring of people and having arguments and being in difficult situations. So you need to speak up. Oh. Yeah. Which has been great for me because now I feel like uh, I do like to lead things and especially in like our young adult Catholic community. Um, I, I don't think I'm shy anymore and I love meeting new people and I love engaging with new people and talking. <laughs> but you are still an introvert. I'm absolutely an intro- introvert. Yeah. Yeah. you can be an introvert that loves people. Um, yeah, I consider myself, I think definitely shy and I think socially awkward to an extent. Um, I think most people who know me well would be surprised to hear me refer to myself as being shy because I tend to be very sort of uh, extroverted when I'm with when I'm comfortable with people and when I'm in situations in which I'm comfortable and I tend to sort of accidentally monopolize conversations. Um, but I am very uncomfort- uncomfortable meeting new people or in situations that I'm not used to, you know. Um, yeah, so and I have definitely been more shy over the course of my life and I've been lucky to be to have been put in situations um, to kind of push the boundaries of that. What were some of the situations that made you get out of your shell? Um, well, like when I taught, I taught martial arts for a number of years and, um, you can't really be too shy when you have to talk to parents and you're like 16 mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, there were situations where parents were being total pains and I had to be like, listen, you know, respectfully, I'm not doing what you want me to do and you have no power to make me. And, you know, I've, and I was in situations where I had to say, say things like that to parents and not, not tell them off, but like kind of put them in their place. And, um, that was a great confidence booster for me. Cause it was like, if I'm 16, I can tell an adult that they need to calm down. They can't boss me around or bulldoze me that I can do that to other people my own age. So was it harder to talk to the kids or the adults? Oh, it's much harder to talk to adults. It's I have the most difficult, I am the worst at talking to people my own age in terms of things like new people or speaking publicly. Um, I can talk to kids pretty easily. Um, and depending on the situation, adults. Hmm. 
That's interesting. Oh, you're not uh, you're not shy. Literally. I'm not shy <laughs> now. No, I was as a kid too. Really, I wonder if most kids are kind of shy. I don't know. Yeah, um, but I I'm an introvert as well. But I think I'm an extroverted introvert now. You know, and I'm I'm very friendly and I'm not socially awkward. No, I I mean, I go up to people, I make jokes, I make people laugh. I like to ask people, hey, who are you? Where are you from? I have no problem with doing any of that. But if I speak in front of a room of people, my heart rate is elevated and I have to like convince myself to say whatever I want to say. So, you know, the forum now is asking a question at Faith on Tap which I, I could have never done that in my youth, mm. ever, to have a whole room look at me while I ask a question and I didn't fully have the words formed in my head beforehand. Um, but well, the yeah. fact that you're doing a radio show, I mean, we, we don't do like overtakes here. Like <laughs> We don't, no, but I've always been a pretty honest and open person, so that part is easy, you know, and it's just us four here. Um, but when it's a whole room of people, you know, my heart rate goes up. And I think for introverts, there's this sense of panic that can happen, you know, if you're put on the spot. So I, I feel that panic and I overcome it because mm. I've kind of trained myself to do that. Or if, if, if it's something worthwhile that I want to say, then I will say it, you know? Yeah. And you really can train yourself yes. to do it. Absolutely. Life Absolutely. is about growth. And yeah. I've had different experiences too. So for my major architecture we had to present our projects you know um mid-review and then final review and so it's you you know with what you have designed up on the wall and four or five architects and adults critiquing your work and your whole class is sitting there you don't really have to worry about them because everyone is half asleep because we all just (laughs) pulled an all-nighter most of us or didn't sleep the entire week um but yeah in that you know preparing what you're going to say, but so that was me too. So I, I knew exactly what I was going to say and I would be sitting there before my turn went and just repeating it in my head to like be able to present it perfectly. Whereas other kids just go up there and they just wing it. You know, they have a general sense of what they want to say, but they can just do it on the fly. That, that was not me, but it did help me grow in, you know, speaking in front of others. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Do you, do you consider yourself shy father? Um, I was, I was very, uh, out front in terms of like I used to do acting from the time I was like a little kid and, and when I was probably probably eight or nine years old me and my best friend Byron uh, formed a band we called ourselves the boys band because we were just boys and we didn't let our sisters join and eventually a few other like neighborhood boys joined this band and so I you know played like a ukulele or something ridiculous and he's like on this like cheapo keyboard and like it's awful it was, like the music was awful but we'd actually give concerts to the whole neighborhood they would all come over to our house we'd make them pay a dollar or something and we'd like give them lemonade and popcorn and listen to us like shriek for you know an hour or whatever and so I always liked being in front of people when I kind of uh, had when I knew what to say, you know, when it was a song I was singing or like, you know, something like that. So not shy in that sense, but because I did move schools a whole lot growing up, there was a lot of uh, people that I, you know, when I first get to know somebody, that would be a long process. And so I did eventually get very shy. Actually, I started out extroverted and became introverted and, and shy towards like the end of like high school and especially starting college. And like a lot of my freshman year of college, I think was spent in my room. I just didn't want to go meet people. And then I kind of realized halfway through college, I'm like, this really stinks. Like all those people look like they're having fun. I want to do that too. So I just decided to be extroverted again. And over the years, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I really don't really care that much what people think about me if I screw up or make some foolish statement in public or whatever. 
you know, obviously within reason, you know, I don't want to scandalize anybody, but, but I mean, like, for, <laughs> for example, two weeks ago, I was uh, doing a funeral and, uh, got about halfway through the funeral, you know, just really like just praying so intensely for Catherine's soul, just lifting up Catherine to the Lord. And finally the, the daughter stands up in the middle of the funeral and says, her name is Christine. Oh, and like, I was like, oh, my bad. Sorry. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> the Lord knows who we're talking about. Oh, that's terrible. And like a shy person would be like, I'm, my life is over. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Never see that person again. <laughs> oh man. Here, do, you, do you want me to refund the stipend? Cause I feel really bad about that. <laughs> but yeah. So, so I'm kind of, I'm definitely more of an extrovert now than I, than I was in the past. But I think both introverts, introverts and extroverts, people who are shy and people who are more outgoing, have both blessings and challenges to kind of their own unique personality. So, like, what what could be the blessings of being an introvert versus being an extrovert, or you know, shy versus gregarious? I think as an introvert, I mean, I guess I would describe myself as Lauren. That was a good description. Extroverted introvert. I've decided to make that sort of you know like who I am, and it's become who I am through lived experience, but. I, at the core of it, I am an introvert. I do feel like I listen to people probably better maybe than some extroverts. Um, I also think I, just because of my need to have some alone time and things like to process things in my head, I do think a lot. And so um, maybe more time to reflect on what's going on in my life, what's going on in other people's lives. Um, Whereas extroverts, I feel like are... I mean, some of the extroverts I know, it's like constantly go, go, go. Um, it seems like they're always just trying to fill their time because they need to be around people and doing things. So I think that's one of the blessings. Am I the only one that like, if, if I'm around a true extrovert, I really don't like them? Well, my former, someone I used to work with was a total extrovert and I felt like she would always just say, nonsense because something had to be said you know there'd be a meeting with 12 people and she's blabbing about something and I was almost embarrassed as someone who was associated with her so I'm like oh my gosh can you please like not right now you know like this is not appropriate or it's not funny like she just had to be speaking you know because nobody else was so Mm. I I didn't like that I also don't like nonsense talk ever like I like meaningful talk you know yeah and that's something introverts do well they right, do, but if depth. you get, you know, to counter that, if you get people who are so introverted that they can't bring themselves to speak, like you need the more extroverted person to make the conversation happen. Otherwise, you're going to get a bunch of duds sitting around the table <laughs> with nothing being said, right? Yeah. Or you could. That reminds, reminds me of one of my teen parties that I was hosting. So me and my sister are like 18 months apart and we all had the same friends and everything. So we invited like all our friends over one time. And I remember it was like the most awkward thing. We're just kind of like looking at each other being like, yes, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? You know? And then finally my cousin came over who's my age and she is like miss personality, my cousin, Laura. And she walks into the room. She's like, Hey guys, what game are we playing? Let's play this right now. Right now. And like, she took totally took charge of that party. And I'm like, whew, you saved me from total social embarrassment. Thank goodness you were there. Yeah. I mean, when I meet somebody who's super like bubbly and outgoing, I, 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 this is something I need to overcome, but I tend to associate that with like lack of substance. Like I think like this person's just talking to talk and it's kind of mm-hmm. exhausting. But generally when I take a minute to get to know them, I feel differently about them. But I mean, um, like the other day I was walking in the gym with one of my friends and one of the guys who was working there was going around fist bumping everybody. So he fist bumped it myself and my friend. I said to him, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so exhausting, isn't it? And he goes, why? 
And I was like, you, you, you like that? You, you don't hate it when they come to you and talk to you? And he was like, no, you do? And I was like, yeah. I assume everybody had did. So I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But I, I, I can't imagine myself going up to a stranger and being like, hey, how's your workout going? So I, when people do that to me, I'm like, please get away from me. I don't know you and I am not going to become your friend. So like, you know. That's what my mom does in stores. She gets like, she gets like the cashier's like whole life history. And I'm like, I just want you to check out my grapes. That's it. Right. I have friends. I don't need to. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what good is this relationship? I don't know. That's just me, though. I don't know. So, you know, one of the things about young adult ministry and young adult groups is that um, there can be definitely a lot of young adults that are kind of a little socially awkward at young adult groups and young adult meetings. I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Joe's laughing. He's he's been to a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what did you call them right before this episode? Uh, the D and D crowd, the Dungeons and Dragons crowd. So describe what that is. Well, Dungeons and Dragons, which I have never played, to be clear. Yeah, um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's to my knowledge some sort of fantasy game. One plays. Um, there used to be a group of people who would play it at, co- at my college. They would sit in the lobby and play on a Saturday night, like nine o'clock, with bottles of soda around them, and I was always so confused about the whole situation and why they enjoyed it. They seemed to enjoy it. That's great if they enjoyed it. Why they it. didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and why they weren't doing something that looked fun. But they seem to have a lot of fun. That's great if, if, if you are. The reason I call them that is because the, I think the stereotype is people who just like don't associate with anybody and don't like have normal like, hobbies and conversations and just hyper-focus on sort of eccentric things. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that can turn people off. If that's the only experience is that it's like a sort of odd crowd. You know, it can turn people off from it. Yeah, and I've been to plenty of young adult gatherings where, you know, it is kind of awkward. And Diane, you were saying that one of the best blessings of the Stanford group is that... Yeah, that everyone's normal. Like, really... Everyone! Not everyone. (laughs) I would say the majority... Lauren's in it, not everyone's in it. The majority of people, I mean, it's unbelievable because my first experience, and I won't name the group or the parish, but... um, But tell us what happened. Yeah, I mean, I went to a meeting. This was right after college, and, you know, I I was kind of... I didn't really have my reversion to faith then, but I was interested, you know, in meeting some people. Um being kind of new to Stanford and I went to a meeting it was in the basement and it was everyone was like in a circle on chairs and it was just the most socially awkward like Lauren described no offense it was like a bunch of people just sitting in a circle with nothing to say you know and I was like well tried it and not going back so I just hung out with my PwC friends who were very fun but you know maybe not the best use of my time um for a couple of years and um yeah. So what uh, sparked you to to want to get reinvolved after that experience? Well, we had Father Andy come down uh or wherever he came from. Um <laughs> he was a newly installed priest, I guess, uh the parochial vicar at St. John's and that was honestly the first my first experience with a priest. I mean, I really didn't I didn't interact with priests or sisters when I was younger besides obviously going to mass. And he was just so He's, I would say, an extreme extrovert, and so (laughs) he, um, yeah, I just remember going to a Faith on Tap, and he just came over and was, like, asking all these questions, you know, personal questions, and I was like, who is this? But he was able to bring a bunch of young adults together who I had never previously met, and I was like, wow, these people are all normal. Like, normal attracts normal, and um, yeah, I think our young adult community really started to grow through there and father joseph you took it over and i think you attracted a bunch of 
normal people because you're normal and fun and funny. Wow, but also that's the nicest thing for, anyone's ever said to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but normal. It is the best combination of like, yeah, you can true. be striving for holiness, you know, and I know that that is like your number one thing, um, but also have fun and yeah, just just have normal conversations with people at the same time. And so that's what our Stanford Young Adult community is. That's why I tell people, like, you got to check it out. Like, if you don't believe it, you got to check it out Um, because it's the biggest blessing when you have it. And I do think it's rare because I've definitely been to recently some other groups and I'm like, ugh, I don't know about this vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're part of a young adult group that where that is the kind of that awkwardness, what do you what do you do? Do you just ditch it and like, hey, we're gonna I'm just gonna hang out with my friends or you like try to help people that are socially challenged? I don't know. I mean, I I definitely have tried to engage um people who are like uh, I guess socially awkward. Um it's challenging though, because you know, like there's, uh, you, you try to ask questions or figure out their interests, you know, and, and really listen to them, but you can only go so far as someone is willing to sort of like be vulnerable and reveal themselves even a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not the most extroverted person. I think for people who are born extroverts, it's almost easy. Like I'm thinking of one of Lauren's roommates, um, and she is just an extrovert. And so she can always strike up a conversation. And I think she makes things less awkward. Um, well, we know Lauren's two roommates. Carmelina. Because she, Carm- she already mentioned them <laughs> on an episode. So. Carmelina is, Carmelina is an extrovert. And, yeah, she is, definitely. Yeah, but she's also like, it's just, um, it's not, it seems like it doesn't take any effort for her, you know, as opposed to for me, I think it takes more of an effort to be like, all right, what do I talk about with this person? Yeah. You know? That awkward moment. Yeah. Like, conversations even, topic. Even with people who aren't socially awkward, who are just more shy, uh, it's just, I find it not exhausting, but more tiring, you know? As opposed to when you're with someone who's kind of like on your, on the same page or an extrovert, you know, it's it's no question. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think? I would say maybe play a game, you know? Yes. Like no one wants to talk. Maybe try something that everyone can do together. And then that will break the barrier down because you're talking about the game, you know? That's true. Because as Joe said in a, a former episode, like like friendships need a context. You know, you don't just like, especially as as men, like we don't, I'm like I don't often sit down with my guy friends and just talk over coffee. It's usually like, let's go hiking. Let's go right. kick a soccer ball, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not um, really temperamentally suited to make things fun. Like, I'm not, like, I enjoy, like, good young adult events, but I just don't have that, like, I, that's a special charism. I, I, I couldn't organize one, I don't think, where it would be any fun. Partially because, like, the things I enjoy, I don't think a lot of people will enjoy. Like, to me, just, like, sitting down and, like, talking about some sort of, like, interesting philosophical or theological thing would be a ton of fun. Most people will be like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, yeah, on a Friday, so... Um, but, like, um, you know, I think that some extent you have to just be willing, to, like, you know, there are certain groups that I just... I've left because I'm like, you know what, this is, I've gotten what I can get out of this, but they, maybe they enjoy it. And that's great. If that, if, if maybe a more mellow group works for people that they should do that, that's fine. Yeah. I don't think I, I, I don't feel an obligation to change them or to be like, I have to change myself to enjoy it. Yeah. Because ultimately if it's meant to be fun, then it's, it should be fun. Well, some, I mean, sometimes easy. young adult clubs are like just lonely heart clubs, you know, yeah. it's like this, the social group for people that don't have another social group. Yeah. Which you can't, artif- you can't, uh, create that you can't manufacture community community or friendships right like it yeah. takes time and it takes like you know actual things it does exactly exactly 
Yeah, that's challenging. But I, I'm going to have to pray for an increase in the charism of fun. I didn't know that was a charism of the Holy Spirit. I think it might be. <laughs> well, because I remember, I mean, when I was younger uh, at St. Mary's and Bethel, when you ran our youth group, like, especially the middle school one, you know, we would go, it would be usually like, you know, football or Frisbee or basketball, pizza, something to do with the faith and it attracted all kinds of people. And then I remember after you left, different people tried to do different things and it just started dropping off because it, it went from that. To, I remember, I remember one when I was in high school, one of our Christmas events was like, if something like taking wrapped boxes and trying to f- sort them by the weight of their contents or the volume, something like really ridiculous like that. And my friends and I were in the back, like, why are we, like, we're 17. Why are we stacking, like, this is not fun, you know? Mm, so mm. Um, that is that kind of thing matters. And not, not everybody can do it. I know I couldn't do it. That's why I'm saying, like, you know, I don't judge people who do it poorly because that's that would be me, so. Yeah. I don't know. Fun for me is, uh, I guess, <laughs> every every youth group I've run has always been very, very, uh, like, like 10 times more guys than girls because yeah. my idea of fun is let's go play Frisbee. I still can't figure out what girls like to do for fun. Any ideas? A lot of girls like sports. Thank you. They do. <laughs> those are the ones he has. Those are, that's the ones. That's, but, those are the ones that come. Yeah, exactly. But not all girls like Frisbee. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah. Well, you can do a bunch of different games, you know, steal the bacon, spud, capture spud, the flag. That's a great one. Capture the flag. Yeah. I used to play with my cousins. But no, yeah, not every kid wants to do something athletic, but there are also non-athletic games, right? Headbands, classic, charades, you know. Mix it up, sing a song, teach them a song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But we all have to come out of our shell a little bit too, you know? And even if you aren't good at something, like that's, I think, a big lesson. Like you should just try it. Yeah. Yeah. So socially awkward. Have fun. Socially awkward people are not condemned to be that way for the rest of Condemned is probably a strong word. Not, no, not, right. It's, it, <laughs> they're not stuck being that way for the rest of their life, you know? It's, yeah. No, and, and, um, People shouldn't label themselves either. It's like, well, I'm not athletic, so I shouldn't play ultimate. But like ultimate was like started with like the non-athletic people that couldn't fit in with soccer and football and other sports. Mm. Right. So maybe you actually would be okay at it, you know, like or anything else. Like I don't like attention on me, but everyone is focused on themselves. Right. And how they look in, in most instances. So no one remembers what you did. Yeah, And that was another huge lesson for me to get over my timidness is like, well, people are not going to remember this, you know, like it's actually okay if I am not perfect in this moment, if I, you know, don't speak perfectly or whatever, they forgot it already (laughs) 30 seconds later. Yeah. And part of it too, I think coming out of your shell is finding, finding what you are good at, you know, because I mean, if you're not good at sports, you do something else. Yeah. But hopefully you just do something because I think there are too many people that work or they don't work, and then they just sit at home in the evenings, and that's a really unfulfilling life. Yeah. So there are so many different things you can do, right? Music, sports, fitness, arts, anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that one thing the more extroverted among us can do, especially to help people who are shy or who are socially awkward, is to really make an effort and invite them to do things. Like I know for me, when I'm in a situation, like if I'm in a new situation or somewhere I'm not really comfortable, I'm really hesitant to like ask to participate in things. Um, but I like desperately want to participate in them, right? I'm just like afraid to ask to be included. And the first time somebody says to me, hey, like you want, you want to try this? Like that means, always means so much to me. And I think that Extroverted people can't imagine not being willing to just ask to do something that they want to do. That's they they know they're allowed to do. Um, so it's hard to like see that in people. But if you see, like I 
and I, I recognize in people, so I'll say like, hey, you know, do you, would you like to participate? And sometimes even asking twice, because I know in myself sometimes the initial reaction, no, 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 I'm fine. I'll mm-hmm. just watch. But like, be like, no, 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 it's like, you know, give it a shot. Maybe you like it. Mm-hmm. And that will mean so much to people and they will remember that and that will keep bring keep them coming back. And, you know, um, so that, we, asked, we asked before, like, what do we have to overcome and what are the benefits? And that's something really tangible people can do to help people who I think are shy. And not just extroverted people. Anybody. Introverted people can do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially if you've been around the group for a while. So like I first experienced this with Ultimate in my league. You know, I had to sign up. Uh, I happened to meet someone who wanted to play at the same time as me. So I had one girlfriend and we both signed up together. But she was so nervous to sign up, whereas I loved Ultimate, right? So it was easy. But we didn't know anyone else, right? And then I went to the point where I was on the board for my league and captaining every session. And now I know 90% of the league. So when there's someone new, it is so fun to go up to them and be like, hey, who are you? Where are you from? You know, how'd you find about our league? Like, and get their story. And now I'm doing that, I feel, with this young adult group at Faith on Tap. You know, the first one I went to, I knew Diane. That was it. But I didn't even see her that first night because it was such a crowded bar that evening. Um, but Father Andy was friendly to me. And now it's like the same thing. It's like, I've been coming to this thing for years at this point. So I know when there's someone there who hasn't come before and just go and say hello, be friendly. It's not too hard. Sometimes the conversation is a little bit awkward, you know, but at least you were welcoming, right? Because no one wants to go somewhere and have no one say hi to them, right? Yeah. Or something to them. Um, How true that is even just in church in general. Like you may sit behind the same person for 20 years and never have a conversation because you're like, oh, what if they... What if they don't like me? You know, we kind of go back to our middle school excuses, hard. right? Like, we definitely need to bring yeah. back the sign of peace. Yeah. Well, and it's not going to kill you to like smile at someone, you know, or wave or, or just, you know, talk to them after mass for a second. I know for myself, like, I'm shy, but I try to do that. Well, I'm not really shy anymore, but I try to do that with other people because I know the impact that it's had on me. Like even just going for a run when someone is like, I mean, there's oh, yeah, this it woman. Makes a difference to yeah, smile. There's yeah. this woman on one of my routes that every time she passes me, she's like, how many miles are you doing today? You're, you, you look awesome. Like just having someone like that totally could make my day. Like I could have the worst day at work and this random person just sees me, like sees me. I mean, there's there's something to be said, those simple acts of charity and love, you know? Yeah. I've realized as a priest, one of the most effective things to do and any, that anyone can do is, you know, I've seen you around, but I don't know your name. What What is your name? And nobody gets offended at that, I've, I've found. Yeah. Except for the person that, I've, that has introduced themselves to me three times. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember? You know, I'm sorry, I can't, <laughs> but... You know, it's great too, and I think anyone can do this extrovert, introvert, but like to listen to people and then to follow up, to ask them, you know, if someone told you about something like, you know, my, my mother's not doing well, how's your mother? You know, like, um, just to remember simple things like that. I think that for introverts too, that kind of like draws them to be like, okay, wow. Like this person really, you know, remembered something that was important to me and allows them to kind of open up to be like, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should engage. At least I've had that experience. I've even have taken to putting a reminder in my phone. If I if somebody tells me something, mm-hmm. I'll put a reminder like a week from now, follow up on X, Y, or Z, or ask how this person's doing. Because I know that I won't remember, but I want to remember. Yeah. yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it means a ton to people when you say, hey, like, I remember you said, you know, that your father was doing whatever. Like, how's, you know, he's doing all right. You know, it means a lot to people. Yeah. So that's why it's always driven me crazy when people are like, oh, I'm just bad with names. Oh, that's me. Like, no, you're not bad with names. Oh, yeah. You just don't pay attention. Yeah. Like if you really cared, like, and you have to get it at the, you have to get it at the beginning of the conversation though. That's the hard part is because if you miss it, then you're like, oh shoot. Yeah. Gone. When gone I say yeah. names, I've, I would, there are kids who I taught for like five years and I'd be like, uh, the, 
just go over. I don't know who you are. Just just go stand. I'm. Uh, it's actually like an abiding fear of mine because, like, when I taught martial arts, I'd have to give kids belts. I'd have to have somebody next to me be like, "All right, what's the kid's name?" Like Joe. You've known him for six years. Like his name is Tom. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> no. Like I can't do it. Just tell me the name. Like so. Oh no. Yeah, I don't believe that. I think people are about names. I'm about names. About faces too. So I think that's part of it. It's like I don't like. I know. So come up with nicknames. Be like. Do you try to like, quiz yourself though? Like, Sometimes. You, like if I you did, go to karate class, you get the list of names. Then after, you know, maybe visualize who the kids were. Like if you quiz yourself, you may be able to learn. Yeah, I mean, I, I would learn them in time. I'd also would just make the younger kids who are helping out. I'd be like, hey, go introduce yourself to that kid and tell me what they say. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. It's been three years. I have, you can find out who they are. I, I have done that before. <laughs> I have done that before. Can ask that person his name. Yeah. Yep. But there, there is something really special about a name. And uh, I mean, I think I went to, uh, recently on a retreat at the Sisters of Life. I believe it was there. Um, but the sister was talking about how people, even in a vegetative state, there's like when they study the brain, there's a signal like when when you say their name that they they like hear it and there's something going on there. Hmm. So it is really special. I try to use that in conversation, too, of like, you know, calling people by their name, even if it sounds kind of awkward, because, um, yeah, it's you. You feel you feel special. I if, guess. Yeah. People see you, you're yeah. not just a random person. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's what we all want. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much for joining us in this episode of Restless. Our challenge is to uh, to don't be afraid to break out of your shell. You know, maybe you're a little socially awkward. Maybe you're a little shy. Sounds like a lot of us are shy introverts, but you can choose to go out and reach someone else and to introduce yourself to them, to speak to them. Maybe it's someone in church. Maybe it's someone at your work. But establish that relationship, and I guarantee you'll be richly rewarded and blessed for doing so. Thank you for joining us on 1350 Veritas Catholic, uh, 1350 AM Veritas Catholic Network, and also wherever you get your podcast, like and subscribe on our Instagram, Facebook, and do we have any others, Lauren? Well, just subscribe on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Oh, and our YouTube Spotify, channel. Spotify, YouTube, YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Pandora. <laughs> wherever we are, find us and subscribe. We don't have a Snapchat though. No, but enjoy and I hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to you tuning in next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.